And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. That's bullshit. (laughs) But I think it's legit, like too legit to quit. Startup Hustle is pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about whether if NFTs are legit or bullshit. I think some of that depends on who you ask, when you ask, and what you're asking about. Now, here we are in the ninth, maybe 10th. You know, we were, this was supposed to be a 10 part series and it, it expanded slightly. You know, we had a NFL Hall of Famer, Eddie George, uh, sit down with me and, and announce their NFT series, which was legit. It was legit. That was a key to open the door to some really cool content. Now, as I mentioned here in the series, if you've been following along, now if you haven't been following along, you can go back to the episode that we released on April 1st, which was not an April Fool's prank, April Fool's Day. Is that what it is? It was not a prank. The series started with WFT is an NFT. We did another one. We've been doing them every Friday since then. And unlike our How to Start a Tech series, this one appears to be delivering on time. What? No, it's supposed to take yeah. twice as much time and be way over budget. Yeah. Nope, we're on point on this one, man. So on point, but it's been going on. So and we talked about what is an NFT, NFT art, NFTs in the music industry. We had a little, uh, uh, you know, little side episode with Eddie George. Uh, talked about earn the, the earn and play, you know, play to earn, tracking ownership and NFT assets inside the NFT industry. The dark side of NFTs. Dun 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 dun. dun. Now we're going to talk about whether this is legit or bullshit. Now, Matt, before we get into that, I want to remind you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Where do you want to start? That's legit. That's Fullscale is legit, legit. for sure. Yeah. Um, I also think Matt is legit. Um, but the other mat is bullshit. <laughs> oh God. That depends who you ask who the other mat is. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think NFT as a technology is legit. Um, kind of like, you know, we're talking about crypto, right. And you, and you talk about smart contracts and Ethereum and when Ethereum came, came out and you had smart contracts, they were legit, but nobody really knew what to do with it. Right. And you fast forward a few years and now we've got DeFi and decentralized finance and all these other things are going on that are using Ethereum and doing some legit real world things. I kind of feel like that's where we're at with NFTs. I think they first came out and everybody thought the first thing to do with them was to make pictures of apes um, and other, let's be honest, dumb artwork. I don't know if the world has quite figured out the best legit uses for NFTs. Like we've, we've interviewed some people that had some good legit things like land or property or this or that and like all these different things that you could do with nfts 
but so far we mostly have pictures of monkeys. You know, it, feel, it feels a lot like an early stage business that's feeling around for that product market yeah. fit. Like they, yes. they know they're like 80% of the way there, but they're not a hundred percent dialed in on like who the buyer is, you know, what the best features, advantages and benefits, and sometimes even what the me- best message is. So I think you've seen that now, you know, it's kind of interesting because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we started this series on April 1st and, uh, you know, uh, April 1st, 2022. Now, you know, that was where we're, and I don't like to timestamp this stuff. We're actually recording this on the 13th of May. And as of today's date, NFT sales have plummeted, meaning like the transactions that are occurring on OpenSea are down, the value of some of the, well, what do you say? Like, is, is a board ape a, a blue chip NFT? Because it kind of yeah, is. I guess so, yeah. You know, so some of that stuff, those prices are all down. And then on top of it, you know, we're here uh, the day after the the full-on collapse of the Terra blockchain. Yeah, as a stable coin and, you know, like, and, and what, you know, and another, and another pretty big meltdown in the crypto space, meaning, you know, Bitcoin got down to what, 28 grand as, as from a high of 64K. Yep. And, you know, now here's the thing is, so what does that have to do with NFTs? Everything, man, you it's use all these coins to buy them. Yeah. yeah so like, so the thing is, is if you were buying a board ape and it was a hundred Ethereum, those hundred Ethereum cost half as much now as they did a few months ago. So it definitely ebbs and plays, you know, it just ebbs and flows and has a lot to do with it. And I think that really what, you know, when we say legit or bullshit, I think a lot of bullshit flowed in to the NFT space. I was saying a month ago that, you know, Hey, look, this is really feels and seems oversaturated. And I think there is a lot of, there's some legit stuff in there and there's some other bullshit. A lot of things have hype cycles, right? Like, you know, it first comes out and there's a lot of hype and then a year or two goes by and everybody kind of forgets about this thing. And then there'll be something that will spur it again and it'll go through another hype hype cycle, right? And and crypto in general, it definitely is that way. It's like every couple of years, you got some kind of hype cycle. And in between that, nobody cares. So what's funny is like when a board ape is $300,000 or whatever, or Bitcoin is $70,000, everybody's excited, wants to buy it. But when Bitcoin back goes back down to 30,000, and the board apes are back down to $500, nobody will want to buy them. And then there'll be the next hype cycle and they'll be like 10 X of what they were before. Like it's so, it's so crazy. People always get the FOMO, but they never buy this stuff when it's on sale. Well, some of the things we talked about, you know, some things are definitely legit. Like, okay. So I go back to the episode of the inside the NFT industry with Ben Topkins, like that NFT, I thought that was pretty cool. Like you had a, it was an NFT of a skateboard and that got you into an actual game where you played. Right. That's there. There was some utility there. I mean, now is that you, that's entertainment utility, but it still felt legit. You know, what doesn't feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely agree with you. It has the best use cases in the games like Axie infinity or that, or other, like there's ones now where there's like you, you download an app on your phone and you get sneakers and then, you know, based on how much you run a day or whatever, your sneakers give you points or some shit, whatever. So there's some games that seem to be some of the best use cases. I think some of the things that that feel legit are, you know, I get the NFT as a way of unlocking a gateway, like a payment gateway, like a paywall, 
You know, like I get, I think there's something legit to that because there's something on the other side of it. Well, it's like Some a of the ticket. Things that blow- it's like a ticket to yeah, unlock right, things. Right. Right. Now, here's the thing, though, is if you buy a ticket to see the Kansas City Chiefs and then you use it on, you know, that any given Sunday, it's done and you move on. Right now, in some of those cases, if you look at NFTs that unlock or gain access to something, those are still tradable. They're transferable. Um, You know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, some of the things I definitely don't get. Like all the art NFTs, like those were, I mean, man, I, I got to tell you that it felt like in March and April of, especially March of April of, and, and still uh, the early part of 2022, it's like just every day there's everything else has their, their here's our new NFT. Like there was one uh, for, okay, called Murder Heads that is, was for a, uh, it was just basically severed cartoons of severed heads that went along with a water maker. So I guess there's like a, you know, like a, a, you know, a canned water or something like that. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, what do you do with this? You know, like, it's like, like, Oh yeah, that'll be, that'll be your ability to unlock, to get merch. Okay. I'm pretty sure that you should pay me to wear your t-shirt, not the other (laughs) way around. Right. You know, and like, I don't know, man. I think it's just like, I mean, am I right in feeling that like, like, why do I need to unlock something? Your, your shit isn't that exclusive. It's not like you're trying to, you know, and I can see some of that. Now let's look at another one. So Japanese clothing maker Bape is like there with Supreme and other stuff. And like people line up for days to like buy this like highly exclusive stuff. So, so they sold NFTs, which will give some people some, pre-access or early access. So like it was just things that gain, give you access to things that other people collect. Maybe I still don't understand like what a digital image of a guy dunking a basketball. Like that's I like NBA top shots. Like, I mean, I get it, but I also don't. Well, so, you know, you, you use the analogy before of like, you know, if you own the Mona Lisa, you own the Mona Lisa and you can take a picture of the Mona Lisa and it's like you could reprint it and you have a copy of it, but it's not the same thing as owning the real Mona Lisa. Like, but if you continue that analogy with digital art, honestly, it doesn't really make sense. I can hang the Mona Lisa on my damn wall. What do I do right. with digital that's art? That's my point. And well, that's I can point. take a screenshot of any bored ape and do whatever I want with it, right? So I can print it. I, I can claim that I own it. Like nobody can prove it because there is no real one, right? It's all digital where the Mona Lisa, there is one of them and it's a physical thing. However, it feels like to me, NFT art has all become really just about a status symbol on social media. That's it. Yeah. And I that's agree. The whole thing. I agree. Now, now if that's what, pe- if that's what people think is legit, then sure. I mean, I guess it's like you talk about having like, a board ape and you own the NFT. I mean, that's there. How is that any different than like the, so on my way back traveling from the Philippines, I was uh, in the uh, airport in Japan and I turned into the Gucci store, right? Cause I had just watched the movie about the Gucci family on the plane. So it yeah. caught my eye and I was like, so I went in and I was like looking around and there, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy my wife something. And I saw this backpack up on the wall. I was like, Hey, how much is that? It was $15,000. 
for a, for a fucking backpack. Yeah. Man. And I was like, yeah, that's not for me. But the thing is, if someone buys that, it's not, I mean, you, you buy, they buy it. It's a status symbol. It's a status symbol. And, and I mean, you know what? I don't think we're ever as, as human beings probably going to get away from that. I mean, even the most ancient cultures, you look at the things they were doing, you like, like elongating their neck or, you know, whatever they were doing. Like there was always a, some kind of status yeah. symbol that went with it. So, I mean, now is that legit or bullshit? Depends who you ask. You know, I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd rather buy a Ferrari and drive the fuck out of that thing and have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't no do doubt. shit with a with a digital picture of an ape. <laughs> yeah. Well, but on the flip side, though, I think the apes actually might not be the best example because the apes. So if you owned the apes. The apes actually gave birth to other things that they actually gave a return. Yeah. Right. So like if you owned a board ape, you just got a bunch of ape coin. You got a mutant ape at one point. You got some other things. So like there's a legit nature to that as compared to like my fake apes that I bought that don't do anything except for they're a funny picture and make people ask if I own a real board ape now, which I don't. Now that said, for forty one dollars, I made you look. Right. I bet you so could have got now, a fake Gucci backpack in the Philippines for $41 when you were there. I probably could have, but it wouldn't have looked like the one I saw on the wall. I have, apparently, <laughs> I, have an eye, I have an eye for quality. Okay, so you know what is bullshit? Gas fees, man. I like. Ooh. Oh, my God. I mean, I, so, so I mentioned like the grandpa ape, which is like a board ape knockoff. So I bought one. Uh, throughout this process. And it was, it was seriously, it was like $40 of Ethereum. And then it cost me more to more to, for gas fees. So Which what is are basically gas a fees? transaction That's, fee for those who aren't real familiar fee, with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's terrible. Like why on earth would it cost $65 to record a JPEG in the blockchain? Yeah. I mean, it's somebody who poly, doesn't Polygon do that for like a penny, a quarter. Yeah. A yeah. penny. Well, and then uh, it was just like a couple weeks ago, the the board ape people, Yuga Labs or whatever, they're working on their metaverse project now. Who knows if it'll yeah. ever exist, but there's all the hype behind it. So they sold land in it. And I don't know if you saw, like, I don't even know how much all the land sold for, but just the transaction fees from Ethereum were like over $100 million. Right. Like, yeah, well, so that actually caused a lot of, that actually caused a lot of problems because, um, you know, they bogged down the, Ether the whole Ethereum network during yeah. that, like there was so, and it caused a lot of issues. So people, you talk about hype and like, and you know, that was the equivalent of like the stampede at the door of Walmart on, you know, black Friday, you know? And so people were trying to, you know, purchase like a $5,000 thing and paying like thousands of dollars in gas fees. And, uh, and then a lot of them got charged gas fees on transactions that didn't Failed. end up going through yeah. and Yuga labs ended up giving back like a couple hundred grand in refunds. Is that land worth anything now? Did it, uh, plummet in value or? Uh, no, some of it resold. Actually, someone, uh, someone, and I, I, well, I, I don't know, I don't know accurately, but I know that one of the lots in there, one of the more desirable things, actually resold for one point five million dollars. Oh my god! See, I, I understand <sighs> NFTs for the metaverse, right? Because it's not an image. You're like buying a piece of land. Now we can argue about like metaverses and if they make any sense and if anybody's going to use them and all that kind of stuff. Right. But from a technology perspective, it makes sense of like, you know, there's so many acres of land and I have this thing that 
says that I own this piece of land and I can sell it to somebody else. Like it makes total sense. It makes total sense for the use of the technology. Now you and I both know you probably don't even need NFTs to do that. Like you can play other games like Roblox or a thousand other video games and you can buy shit in those too. And you don't need the blockchain to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked the Skadex guy that same thing. You know, I said, what's the difference here? And you know, like, I mean, I'm not sure anyone really knows. Well, I think the biggest advantage is being able to sell it to other people. It's like, well, that was, that was his answer. That was actually the main thing because you're not allowed to sell those profiles. But dude, do you think that that's really stopped people from selling those profiles? No, it just makes a lot harder, right? I mean, think about if you played Candy Crush for like five years and you're on level 1000, like, and you're like, I could sell my account to somebody else who wants to be on level 1000 or whatever, right? You could go sell it in a marketplace. Where today you can't do that. Like Candy Crush doesn't allow it. But these blockchain games allow that kind of thing where it's like I can sell my progress basically to somebody else. Well, when you say they don't allow it, that means they frown on it, but that doesn't mean people don't do it. Yeah, you'd have to sell your email address or whatever, probably. Yeah, I mean, something like that, you know? So, I mean, that's just harder. I, I don't know. You know what isn't hard? Finding expert software developers when you go to fullscale.io. It's, legit. it's definitely where you can build a team quickly and affordably. You can use a full-scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. You know, Matt, I've been talking to a lot of Startup Hustle listeners lately that have reached out through Fullscale. It's been, it's been really fun. I, you know, it's... I said, which, which, who's your favorite host? And they never, they don't say Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I'd actually, I don't ask him that, but I I really have talked to uh, a whole lot of people that have, have reached out. And, you know, sometimes that ends up just giving people advice and, you know, some of them have become full scale users and clients and thank you so much everyone for listening. And, you know, we just had our 3 millionth down, we just had our 3 millionth download. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I know. And you know, the crazy thing is, is the last million of that only took, it took eight months. The next million is projected to occur in six months. And yeah, we're trending. We're trending. We should raise a round of capital or something. We're the next Joe Rogan. We'll do an NFT. We'll do We're going to do an NFT. You know, what's really funny is for those of you listening, as we're kind of summing this up, we actually did this. We, we considered launching an, an NFT uh series like we made the designs we made all of it and you know kind of it was like you know honestly when we talk about legit or bullshit we're like you know we're we're what do we have that's tangible that comes with this you know and and with that it just really it felt like a lot more work than it would have been and uh now here's the thing is most nft projects actually flop you hear about a few of them but yeah but for the most part the numbers aren't great on them did you see the the headline about the Azuki one? So Azuki was one of the top five ones. It's like an anime art thing. Have you seen that before? Mm-hmm. That's one yeah, of the I've big seen ones. It, but I don't know. What, yeah, but and what so happened with them? They announced this week that evidently the um, whoever the guy is behind it um, revealed that he had did like two or three other NFT projects before that he basically just like just like disappeared on, you know, like rug pulled or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so then now everybody's like up in arms about like the fact that this is the guy behind Azuki and people paid all this money for these Azuki things, but now they're tarnished because the guy behind it, you know, scammed everybody before. Like you can still own your damn JPEG people. What what difference does it make? I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. The the blockchain and crypto community is interesting. They're very you know, fickle. In some regards with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, there a lot of collector communities are like that. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, especially when it comes Harness to authenticity. Artist. Yeah. When it comes to authenticity and stuff like that, you know, I have a little bit of history in and around art, and the collection of it and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I mean, the thing is, is, hey, people, guess what? Uh, you know, that you don't want to see where that sausage is made. You know, like a lot of these, a lot of these famous painters and stuff, they have ghost painters and all kinds of, oh, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's a, it's a cash grab. It's a cash grab. And if you're willing to, you know, to me, my, my opinion is, you know, some of these people, they're like buying signed prints and shit like that. And they're like, yeah, I hope it goes up in value to, to me. The only thing that's worth anything is the one of one painting. Yeah. You know, I can hang that on my wall and I feel better about that, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I actually, you know, when it comes for like collecting things, I've actually enjoyed uh, all the paintings. I actually have more paintings than I have room for uh, than I have wall space. So, yeah. Now my that favorite... said, I have I have never come close to spending anything on an NFT that was like anywhere near what like an original painting brought. One of my favorite pieces of art. I don't know if you remembered at my house is a it's a bronze like statue sculpture thing yeah. of like a dragon. You remember that? And yeah. uh yeah, good luck making an NFT out of that. I, I mean, <laughs> I prefer physical art. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, I mean, a lot of people do for a lot of the reasons. Now, now that said, I, I think one of the things that's going to determine a lot of the legit or bullshit nature of of NFTs is okay. So I had a valid, I had a valid point. I thought with the board apes and the way that it's like spit out things yes. that gave returns. Like, I mean, that that's like a dividend and. You know, so, you know, I could say that, I mean, a lot of people that bought those things, like, well, especially people that bought them early are like way, way up on them, not but, only on the value now, but how, how much of that can they give birth to? Well, I was going to say, we go, we go back to what I said earlier about hype cycles, right? So all they're doing is oh, yeah. continuing the hype cycle. It's like, okay, you bought this thing. Now you get a mutant. Now you get ape coin. Yeah. Now there's going to be a metaverse thing. Like they have to keep dangling these carrots out there for people to give a shit about this thing or otherwise the hype ends and it's over. Right. right. So what is and the next gonna, bag, the, next thing in the bag of tricks that continues the hype? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, now Yuga Labs has clearly done a good job of that. Now, as, as you and I were watching the the U.S. TerraCoin um dissolve into nothing like i mean let's talk about that like i mean you want to talk about if nfts slowed down that was 18 billion dollars that just turned into vapor yeah i mean you know that's a that's an interesting thing but at one point you, you, you know and i pointed out i was like okay so apecoin ha now has a much higher market cap than ust <laughs> you know and some of that it's like i mean think about yeah. that fucking apecoin like what do you do with apecoin like Nothing. You use it in the ape metaverse that doesn't exist. That where I can't, I mean, I want, what if I want to buy a banana with it? And then what do you do in the ape metaverse anyways? The, well, you know, that's the thing I'm curious about with all this shit. Like, what you are we going to do? Are we like, so if I get a, if I get a, if I have an apartment in Decentraland, like, what am I going to do? Am I just going to put on the goggles and just like sit around and like. Hang out with your friends, I guess. Nobody. You want to come over to my apartment in the metaverse? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, I mean, man. I got to be honest, as as an it. adult man, that I'm just kind of like I, you know, I always used to. I remember when I, when you were a kid, did you used to like, 
you know, you tell, say stuff to your parents, like, you know, my kids like really into Pokemon, <laughs> you know, I don't have the heart to tell them. I'm like, you know, like, I mean, these are fictional creatures, you know, they don't <laughs> really do anything, you know, but you seem to be having fun with it. But I look at it as an adult. I'm like, what am I going to do in the metaverse now? I mean, maybe if part of the metaverse, like, do you remember when a lot of like when the Wii came out? And yeah. like how cool it was to actually like to play tennis yeah. and all that other crap. Like, I mean, if the metaverse is going to do stuff, like going to get people up and active and let them do stuff, like I'm cool with it. If it's just going to be another version of a, of walking around with a gun and shooting everything, maybe not so much. Well, and you had metaverses like this, like second life that have been around for like hell, almost 20 years now or whatever that, yeah. that, yeah, you have a, it has a niche audience of people that use it. Uh, actually, a friend of mine met her boyfriend on there, um, but on it's where not on Second Life. Um, okay. but it's not it's not like a mass market thing that everybody uses. I I just don't ever see the metaverse stuff being this mass market thing that everybody uses. I mean, according to the internet, it's like a trillion dollar thing. Like it's the next thing. Maybe we're just turning into old fogies that just don't get it. Dude, they've been saying that. I feel like it's, they've been saying that for a while, like all the AR VR and all those goggles and stuff, you know, I mean, they came out a long time ago. Like, remember when 3d TVs were the big thing? Yeah. And how many of those do people watch now? That's fucking trash. You know why? Because no one wants to sit there with the damn glasses no. on the whole time. No, I have, I have, I have two or three three D. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a bunch of three D TVs, and I, I have no idea what to do with them. I remember I bought one, and I had like it even had like the nice glasses and whatever, and like I watched it for like an hour, and I was like, you know what? I'm taking these off. You know, it just so that's know. it. The only people that think the metaverse is going to be successful. Are too young. Buy three, are too uh, young to have yeah. had a three D TV, and <laughs> how stupid of a fucking idea that was. I mean, maybe. I mean, it feels like a good idea, you know, but they got to you got to get rid of the glasses. <laughs> like, why can't I do this without the glasses? Yeah. And then, you know, then you get people like my dad calling me and like, why is my TV all blurry? And I go over to fix it because he accidentally like put it in three D. I'm like, <laughs> come on, we got we got to have some safeguards here. Now, speaking of safeguards, you know, there's a couple things that are definitely bullshit in the NFT world, and they're related to scams that people have been pulling. So oh, this yeah. is kind of you know, so some of that is like, you know, some of it's basic stuff, man. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I've received, I received the phishing email that came to OpenSea users. That's like, change your password, you know, some stuff like that. But I think one of the things that is really tough to notice is, you know, like you mentioned before, it's, there's, it's so, it's so accessible and so easy to upload stuff is you get a lot of imposter crap, you know, it's like, it's all these things that are coming up and they look like a board ape, but they're not. It's like, for example, I, I jokingly, well, I bought the grandpa ape, which has no affiliation to the board ape yacht club. And honestly, they look a little better. They're like sharper. They're crisper. They're really good. Like go to, really go to the startup hustle Instagram. Yeah. Really good art. And they look fucking cool, but they are not a board ape. They're like literally like peanuts, like pennies on the dollar compared to it. But if you didn't know any better, it would be easy to buy one of those and not know the difference. Well, and the the problem is any like we could set up a website today that looks like Yuga Labs website, the people behind Board Ape, that was like, oh, 
if you own a board ape, come claim your free whatever in the metaverse, right? Get your free bananas for your board ape in the metaverse, whatever, right? Click here to sign in with your MetaMask wallet and claim it now. Yeah, and right. as soon as they click that button, we just steal all their shit. Yep. And and most people have a hard time discerning what's real and what's fake. And I mean, you could set up all that website stuff and then just like run ads, I guess, on Twitter or Facebook for anybody who likes board apes yeah. or something and like find that audience and advertise to them and just scam them. So there's a couple things. Maybe that, that's what we should you know, do. There's a couple. Th- no, there's a couple things. I, a couple of things I learned that. Well, first off, on like OpenSea, they have like kind of like you see on a lot of social media sites that have like the little blue check mark. You know, like the like the site owners and the platforms are like you know attesting to it on some levels. I mm-hmm. mean, so that that's a good start. Uh, you know, another thing I looked at too is, you know, a lot of these things that like on OpenSea, you'll have the ability to click and go and, and look at Twitter or, you know, different social media, like before you buy stuff, like check stuff out. And, you know, I think if you want to have legit ownership of NFTs, they need to, you need to have things. Okay. You've talked about hype and hype cycles and ex- exclusivity and demand. Well, that's going to require more than 1500 people to give a shit about it. Yeah. Most likely, you know, you're talking about like these, some of these major brands that put out exclusive stuff. I mean, they have a massive amount of people that are after it. So you're going to be highly speculative if you're buying the stuff that no one's really following. And then take a look at who those followers are. Cause you know, well, did you see that Elon Musk's sale, uh, purchase of Twitter is currently on hold pending some review about how many fake accounts there might be. Dude, I think Twitter is going to get shredded by that and they're going to find out like half the like users half of the people aren't real are bots yeah. or something. Oh yeah, I guarantee you. Elon Musk is like doing going through due diligence. He's like, "Okay. Yeah. Only 5% bullshit because there's way more than that that just respond to every one of his tweets." Wait, does tr- does Twitter was Twitter saying that only 5% yes. of their users are Oh, there's no way. Yeah. And so there's Elon no Musk there's, is calling there's, bullshit. There's a yeah. Oh, I don't blame them. I didn't realize they were, that was, that yeah. was the claim. You know, there's literally like 10 different documentaries on Netflix, HBO, everything else about all the fake news and the election fraud yeah. kind of stuff. And like, I mean, and they like walk you through these like, like bot farms basically. And you know, they've got like a room full of people in Russia that are doing nothing other than setting up Twitter accounts all day. And then they follow each other to build the following and they kind of team up and well, or do you have things do. that just post like news feeds or whatever, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. follow where Elon Musk's plane goes and I'm a little bot that just spits out tweets about where Elon Musk's plane goes. But does that count as an active user? No, no, I don't know. No. Yeah. I bet Twitter considers that to be an active user. Like, Oh, well, they tweeted or they responded, you know, they interacted with a tweet. That makes them active. Yeah, I think, I think overall that you talk about like wanting to avoid, avoid stuff that's bullshit. You just got to do a little searching. You got to look around and, and see, you know, what, I don't know, just do a little background just because you see it and it looks similar. I mean, jumping in and buying it isn't a great thing, you know? And I, I don't know. I just think that, I, I, I mean, honestly, as we kind of wrap up this episode and, you know, I, I, I think that, I, I agree. You know, Gary V recently said that he thinks that 98% of NFTs will end up being worthless. And I don't disagree. 
Well, like like we started the show, I think NFT as a technology is great, and it will find certain use cases that are really good. But I don't think the digital art is really the one. I mean, it makes sense well, as a unless way, it, unless it comes from like a famous, well known artist, and then it's a different. That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it can't be just speculation around pictures of apes. I don't get it. To me, it's, or doodles. It's, like doodles yes, that blows my lines. mind you're like okay so i've got like a red line that has a little curve to it and like really i don't understand like Dubai's what the bullshit. fuck like that's bull that's bullshit yeah on that that's one. not even no, art. i mean I, it's not it's not i mean that feels like that's like a cash grab you know what isn't a cash grab matt is knowing that if you need <laughs> to hire software developers testers or leaders full scale can help we have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts when you visit fullscale.io all you need to do is answer a few questions then let our platform match you up with fully vetted highly experienced team of engineers testers and leaders at full scale we specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. You know, that, I mean, I spend a better, the better part of my day trying to help people avoid the bullshit that comes along with finding the right people sometimes. So, yeah. and you know, that's a, that's a tricky thing too. Now, now with that, you notice I use the word vetted in there. Like, I think that's the key when you do the NFT stuff, like, you know, if you, you know, and, and, I don't want people listening to think that we think that all NFT art is garbage. I think most of it probably is. I mean, there is literally an open sea of stuff out there that I'm like, where did most this of come it's a from? Cash like, grab. Copycat, yeah. What is this? What utility? Stuff, right? Yeah. What utility does this potentially have? There's a lot of things that you look at, like bored ape, and then there's like grandpa ape, the grandpa ape yacht club, the blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. Dude, half this stuff is where? Where did the ape come from? Like the ape seriously became like, like the central creature. Well, you know, you know, in, within the crypto community, they use the word ape a lot, right? Like to ape into Why? something. So, like, if, it, if like if a new crypto a coin gets released, people will ape into it. I don't know why they use the word ape, but that's what it, uh, that's, you didn't realize that. That's, so that's the references. No. So like, oh, like the Luna, Luna came out. I'm going to ape into it. I'm going to go big into it. I'm going to invest a bunch of money Weird. into it. That's how people use the term. And I guess if you're sitting around waiting for something to invest in, you're a bored ape. Ah, and so that's, uh, that's, that's where it that's, came from. I did not realize that. Yeah. Part. Well, so right go. now, as at the point of this recording, you can actually buy a board ape for the cheapest that I've seen them uh, since I followed this, which is still two hundred grand. Whew. It has a it has a bowler a black bowler hat on, and the eyes are closed. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's really not even closed. a great picture. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to send you. Uh, maybe I'll send you a grandpa ape for your birthday. Nice. By the way, you have OG open, grandpa apes and reg and then grandpa apes. And I'm like, and you know what? It's like none of it. So you talk about like bullshit. So they actually have supposedly have their own little metaverse. And I was trying to go figure what? out what it was. And I, I couldn't even get it to work. There's a grandpa ape metaverse. Apparently. And it earns gramp coins. Which oh I'm my also, God. I, I've like, I've gone and tried to claim them. Oh geez. And, and a couple things. And yeah, and it never works. Are they worth more anyway. than Luna coins? Yes, because everything, <laughs> everything, 
literally everything is worth more than Luna coins. I mean, that's wow. I mean, man, that happened fast. Went from like a hundred dollars to one I mean, million in a of week. A in a week, yeah. So you know, I was cur- I was thinking about this as, as we kind of wrap up, and we're a little off subject here, but it's still very, pretty interesting because, man, that is like if you look at collapses. So you look at like things that that just imploded and failed. So Enron, right, was one that a lot of people talk about from a long time ago. What was Enron? I'm looking up what Enron's market cap was at the peak, and it was sixty five billion. Okay. So Enron historically failed. That took two or three weeks to totally resolve to the point where like complete and total anarchy in the office. Like everyone's just literally like, yeah. fuck this. They're leaving. This is bullshit. It's a little bit of that at Twitter going on right now. A little bit. Sure. Now the, the UST coin at one point and Luna were around 40 billion. Yeah. UST, I think there was $18 billion of UST. And then the Luna coin had value too. And combined, I think they were in the 35 to 40 billion. So like when you look at like historic asset crashes, like, I mean, that's up there, man. That's insane. And, you know, and one of the things that's been, that's been another thing that's pretty interesting. I read an article in the wall street journal this morning about $1 trillion of of wealth or value as has come off the board in the last six months. Yeah. Now yep. look, I, NFTs, all of this, this is all crypto related, but you know what? I feel like I, we've also said this, like we've seen this before. We've seen this before. The markets go up and down. I mean, yeah, but this one violently. And I think yeah. the same thing with NFTs. I think the things though, that, that have a tendency to recover quickly and stick around are the ones that have the utilitarian value. So I think in the end, if I have to go with legit or bullshit, I'm saying that if your NFT has some utilitarian nature to it, or like map, you know what? I'm giving Bored Ape a pass because they pay dividends and returns along the way. You got ApeCoin, you got other stuff. Like you pulled, you extracted value out of it and still had the original asset to sell. Yeah. Some of the other stuff, I'm still wondering. I'm like, what the what? What are, is the rest of this just bullshit? So, I mean, I don't. Ex- I'm not real bullish on the pricing of that stuff long term because I think the market's going to. Con- I think people are going to continue to make the stuff. They're going to oh, continue yeah. to pile it in. That's what I always say. I there's mean, an I, unlimited I, amount of space in the metaverse because there's an unlimited amount of metaverses. Yeah, and you know what was bullshit? The um, the losses that I definitely took on my NFT experiences. I can turn those receipts in. To full scale and startup hustle, right? For research purposes? Yes. Yes. There's probably a per diem for that. There's the only chance I have of recovering the cash. So, all right. So, Matt, here we are, you know, episode nine out of 10. We're going to do a full recap episode for for the final part of this series where we're going to kind of visit the, the the little nuances of all of the different episodes but we wanted to put this one in because like at, we we did we've done the research at this point so matt what's legit and what's bullshit what's your final answer i think the answers te- i think the technology is legit i think most of the current use cases are bullshit and this is a hype cycle around a lot of the use cases and but i think over the next two to five years we'll see more and more real use cases what do you think the most legit things are that are, what's what's survivable um I, I think it's things where you can create or buy some form of digital asset and then be able to sell it to somebody else right which 
could be a character in a game and things like that. I think that's why it's been successful in games. But it, I mean, it could be other things like I own a copy of a textbook or whatever that's that are digital. Could be other forms of digital things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be back for our right. final conclusion in one week. I'll All see right. you there, man. I'll see you. I'll see you in the in the hustle verse. Right. Yes. Um, where that's where we, we that's where we're gonna be for episode 10 of 10 and then with Matt yeah, coin anyway. Yes. Matt coin is, uh, it's worth more than Luna. Yes. Because, <laughs> well, maybe and I think anything actually you could, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and less death threats, dude, by the way, that founder is like, like oh. running for his life. I, today. I hear Not there's good. been people yeah. that committed suicide. I mean, dude, if you lose your life savings, yeah. people, I mean, you know, it's that's some crazy stuff, but anyway. not good. Be careful, folks. Be safe. Look for legit. Avoid yes. bullshit. Yes. See you guys. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.